With summer closing in, I am so ready to ditch my cold weather clothes and say hello to shorts and tees. But I don't want to just buy what's trendy. I want to update timeless, high-quality summer pieces that I can utilize for all seasons and years to come without spending a fortune. And now I've got a lineup of beautiful clothes from Quince that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. Like premium European linen dresses, Blouses and shorts from $30. That's what I'm talking about, babe. There's washable silk tops, 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less oh than gosh. similar brands. It's actually because they partner directly with top factories, so Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to you. I actually just ordered their linen shorts, tops, and pants that I plan to wear for this summer because they're lightweight, and I'm so excited to get them and start planning my Quince capsule wardrobe for my summer travels. Honestly, I have so much Quince clothing, and I love it all. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com husband for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash husband to get free shipping and 365 day returns quince.com slash husband when you're traveling do you ever stress about what's happening back home like did you forget to lock up or leave a window open that's why we totally suggest getting simply safe home security today for top-notch security and peace of mind no matter where your summer adventures take you that's actually such a good point i think that is one of the main reasons peyton and i love simply safe as well is did I lock the front door? Did I do this? Is a window open? You can just tell exactly what's going on in your home. Right. And I, I know like when we travel, it is so nice to just have that peace of mind to know that your home is okay. There's also a variety of indoor and outdoor cameras that we've installed. So we have view of our entire house, every entry point. Plus, I just feel relieved knowing that it's backed by 24-7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day. Simply Safe has given me and many of my listeners real peace of mind. I want you to have it too. Right now, get 20% off any new Simply Safe system with fast protect monitoring at simplysafe.com slash husband. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Say so welcome back. welcome back (laughs) hi everyone welcome back to our podcast this is murder with my husband i'm peyton moreland and i'm garrett moreland and he's the husband i'm the husband does anyone else dance to our intro song or is that just me and garrett every single time it plays it's probably just us (laughs) it's it's catchy (laughs) it is catchy i like it i like it too um okay so i anything you want to go over um i don't think so i'm trying to think no, I don't think so. I don't think I have anything specific. <laughs> Thanks to all of our listeners, I yes. guess. Okay, awesome. Let's jump right in. Um, I'm just going to give uh, credit to the sources. I had allthatsinteresting.com, ranker.com, mentalfloss.com, unsolvedcasebook.com, and darkideas.net. Um, darkideas.net? I know. I was kind of sketched out a little, but it looked more like a blog. It sounds like you were in the dark web. I know. <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> kind of scary but no it was actually like a really good website i got a lot of the information from that one so yeah this is okay first of all um some of the case some of the best sources in this from this case 
are actually German sources because this is a German murder and I obviously couldn't read them because they were in German. Yeah. So a lot of the sources I used were American. So please to all, and by all I mean our only German listener, forgive me if some of the details weren't translated over correctly because apparently this murder is very well known in Germany and is infamous in Germany. It's kind of similar to how the Zodiac Killer or Ted Bundy is to America. It's like like their big case. And like Peyton just said, we do have a German listener. So if there's anything you want to add or I don't know, anything. Please tell us if we got details wrong because like I said, the translation over is probably hard. But this is, and I once again I'm warning you I am most likely going to slaughter every single German word that I say so I'm just gonna sound it out like it's spelt and let me know if I'm wrong if you speak German or if you're from Germany do you think all countries have like famous murders that we don't know about oh yeah how we're familiar we you are familiar with these but even famous you murders. Know. like you've yeah. heard of the Zodiac killer you've heard of Ted Bundy yeah I've heard of Ted Bundy you don't know the Zodiac killer. I've heard the Zodiac. I've heard I've heard that before, but you don't know what he did. I don't know what he did. No. Oh my gosh. Maybe I'm just not you cultured. uncultured swine. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> That's so embarrassing that is, for you. That is kind of sad. I'm like <laughs> I'm just kidding. You think I would know? Actually, I mean, I've heard the Zodiac killer, but I know nothing like about it. There's movies about it. That's why I've heard it. Oh. <laughs> okay. Anyways, this is the Hinterkaifeck murders. There you go. That's all. That That's what I think. I, it sounds good to me. Okay. So, um, Hinterkaifeck was a farm that was located north of Weidhofen, 50 miles north of Munich in Germany. I know Munich. Mm-hmm. So, it's 50 miles north of Munich. The farm was settled just on the outskirts of a village named Gorbin. So, there's this village and then the farm's kind of like on the outskirts of it. And between the two was a cluster of trees that was called Witch's Woods. And I just had to add that detail because it's not even important in the case at all. But Witch's Woods, they lived right next to Witch's Woods. And before we continue, in case you guys were wondering why Paint has now been very excited about witches twice in a row is because she kind of likes witches. I don't know how else to say Listen, it. Not I'm, in a weird way. I'm not saying well, I'm a witch. But I'm also not saying I'm not a witch. My wife's not a witch. (laughs) (laughs) I just feel it in my soul. Okay, let's go. In March of 1922, the family that lived at the Hinterkaifeck farm consisted of Kazilia and Andreas Gruber, who were married. Kazilia had inherited the farm from her former husband. People think that this is actually what attracted Andreas to Kazilia, considering she had nine years on him, Kazilia at the time being 72 and Andreas being 66. Why does it matter, though? Just just let people love who they love. Who cares if there's 20 years in between them? Am I right? Yeah, exactly. Their only surviving daughter, Victoria, who was 35 at the time of this story, was also living at the farm that she had actually now inherited from her two living parents. So, like, in the U.S., normally you don't inherit something unless the person who owns it has passed away and left it to you. Mm-hmm. But they, her parents are living, and they gave her the farm, but they still live at the farm with her. We're Got in it. 1922, so, like, families all still live together and stuff like that. Yep. Victoria also had two kids, Kazilia Jr., who was seven, and Joseph, who was two. And they also lived at the farm with their single mother. 
Maria Baumgartner, who was 44, had also just been hired as a new maid for the family. So Andreas, the father, did not have a very good reputation around town. He was known to be argumentative and rude. And it was rumored that Victoria, Kazila's and Andreas' adult daughter, had actually had two sisters growing up. But at the hands of the dad, Andreas' abuse, the other two sisters didn't survive to adulthood like Victoria, leaving her an only child. So they had three children, but at the hands of the abuse, he killed two of them. But Victoria doesn't know this right now, correct? No, she's 35. Oh. They're all adults. The the mom's like 70, and they're all living at the farm. So she knows that she had the two two other Mm -hmm. sisters. But their their dad just had a bad reputation, and he was crazy. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't, I, I mean, I don't understand how he could not be in prison yeah. if they died at the hands of the abuse, but they didn't give any details. So I also don't know how strict, I guess if that's the right word, our justice system was in the twenties. Well, you we're in Germany. Saying? Yeah. But yeah, but still just I get in general in the twenties, I don't know how strict yeah. any plus world war one was going on. True. So if that makes a difference, yeah. but that's a good point. So it kind of seems like this farmhouse was an unhappy and turbulent one long before the events that unfolded in 1922. Victoria had gotten married to a man named Carl Gabriel and bore her first child, Kazila Jr., with him. He went off to World War I soon after and supposedly died in battle, leaving Victoria a widow and single mother. She became fond of a neighboring man to the farm named Lorenz Schlittenbauer. That wasn't bad, I feel like. I feel like I did kind of get on that one. And she planned to marry him. Victoria's father, Andreas, stepped in and forbid the marriage, leading to the breakup of her and Lorenz. Victoria found out she was pregnant shortly after with her son, Joseph, and things got pretty complicated for her at this point. Mm. Lorenz Schlittenbauer's name was on the birth certificate of Joseph, and Victoria claimed that he was the father. The problem with this was Lorenz would go back and forth claiming he was and then that he wasn't. On the times that he didn't want to be Joseph's paternal father, he told people around town that Victoria's own dad, Andreas, was the actual father of her son. Oh my gosh. This isn't too far off. Because back in 1915, only one year after Victoria's husband was killed in action, both Andreas and Victoria were sentenced to prison for incest. Andreas serving one year and Victoria serving one month. I guess it makes sense then the whole sexual abuse thing you were, abuse thing you were talking about earlier with the other two sisters. Mm-hmm. Wow. So at this point, like everyone around town doesn't know who Joseph's dad is because mm-hmm. these two have gone to prison already for having an incestual relationship well into their adulthood years. I mean, he's 50, 60 and she's 35. Yeah. And so when Lorenz is like, Oh no, we broke up because of him, but also that's not my kid. That's Andreas's kid. Then people are like, Oh, they do. They're still doing it. You know? Oh uh, Yeah. It was said that Victoria had actually paid off Lorenz behind her father's back to claim that he was the father to even go as far as putting his name on the documents. Wow. So, yeah, she was like, oh, I don't want to go back to prison or I don't know the reason. But people said, oh, she was just paying Lorenz to be the, the father on the birth certificate and to tell people that so others didn't know about her relationship with her father. So a lot of this next information came from darkideas.net. Nice. So on March 31st, 1922, this complicated family turned down for the night, not realizing the tragedy that was about to accompany them. 
The newly hired maid, actually, this was her first night, in fact, said goodbye to her sister and turned down for bed. So they just hired her that day. Sorry, said goodbye to her sister? So her sister, sorry, that was confusing. Her sister had been over at the house. Got it. The farmhouse. And then she left. I think she was helping her, but this maid was a live-in maid and the sister was going to go home. So they had two maids. I think so. I think that the sister was helping her. Got it. But this, she was like going to sleep at the house and this was their first night. Okay. So around 1130 p.m., a neighbor walked past the farmland, noticed that the outside oven on the property was lit, running, and smelled awful. So it's like 1130 and he's walking by and they, you know how they used to have like outside ovens and stuff. Mm -hmm. So it was like lit and going. And then it just smelled so bad. And then around 3.30 a.m., a cyclist who was heading home from his night shift ran into two teenage boys who he said were acting suspiciously. There was no further comment on that. As the morning came around, two salesmen hit up the farm, but no one answered. The postman stopped by and left the mail at the door. The next day was Sunday, and it was unusual that the family didn't actually show up for church that day. And it didn't go unnoticed. When Monday rolled around and seven-year-old Kazelia didn't show up for school, people around town started talking. But neighbors reassured everyone that there was smoke coming from the farmhouse chimney and that the farm animals were being fed and that the family must just simply be keeping to themselves for some reason. It's strange that no one would just go over and knock on the door and see what's going on. Yeah, I don't know. So, I mean, it's only been two days. So as the postman came around that day, he actually noticed that Saturday's mail had still not been brought inside, okay. which he thought was weird. Yep. And then the next day, a repairman showed up to the farm for a previously scheduled job. He waited for a while for someone to let him in, but no one came. And, and the only thing that was happening was the farm's dog was running around and barking in like the yeah. yard or whatever. But after an hour passed from their like time that they were supposed to start, and no one showed for their scheduled appointment. He just made his way into the shed that he knew he was supposed to be repairing and just did his repairs. Like he was like, I guess uh. I'm not going to talk to you and I'm just going to go in and do it. So when the repairman finished his work, he began his walk back to his car and he noticed that the farm's dog had been tied up to a post and that the barn door was closed that he had previously seen open when he showed up. So he yelled for someone like, they're here like Uh obviously someone took care of this while i was gone so he yelled and no one answered oh so someone's obviously there because the the dog moved yeah and the neighbors have seen the fire going they've noticed that the farm animals are being fed weird okay when we started podcasting an online store was honestly the furthest thing from our minds but now we're selling murder with my husband merch and it's so easy because we use shopify and we really do we use shopify to sell our merch i've been using shopify for years so it is absolutely amazing easy to use so intuitive i love it shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business and it's great because they grow with you so whether you're just launching your shop or you've just hit a million orders, they are there every step of the way. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. We've actually tried a couple other platforms before we started using Shopify to sell our merch and Shopify is just the best. Um, I've been using it for years, like I've said, 
and I just love having control over it and being able to do what I want. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is a global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. So sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash husband. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash husband now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash husband. Do you ever find that when you're traveling, you can't help but worry about what's going on back home? Like, again, did you remember to lock up everything or close all the windows? It's so easy for those little concerns to nag at you while you're trying to enjoy your trip. And that's why we highly recommend looking into Simply Safe Home Security today. It's all about giving you the top notch security and total peace of mind, no matter where your summer adventures take you. It's like having that extra layer of protection so you can truly relax and enjoy your time away. You guys, I know that when we travel, it is so nice to just have that peace of mind. You know, it's not only for when you're home and you don't want someone breaking in, but like also when you're away from home and you just want to know that your house is safe. And that is what Simply Safe gives you. There's a variety of indoor and outdoor cameras we've installed. So we have a view of all our entry points. Plus, Simply Safe was named Best Home Security System 2024 by the U.S. News and the World Report. Simply Safe has given us and many of our listeners real peace of mind. I want you to have it too. Right now, get 20% off any new Simply Safe system with fast protect monitoring at slash husband. There's no safe like Simply Safe. We're jumping into an ad right now, and I, no joke, I have had this question. I think about it all the time because I hate getting sick. Do you ever wonder why some people just don't get sick? One of the reasons you can help yourself from getting sick is Armra Colostrum. Okay, obviously I had no idea that colostrum is the first nutrition we receive in life and is an exclusive source of all the essential nutrients we need in order to thrive. So what's amazing is Armra colostrum is a proprietary concentrate of bovine colostrum that harnesses over 400 functional nutrients to strengthen your immune barriers, your body's inside suit of armor, and the first line of defense against harmful particles from the environment that can trigger inflammation and actually make you sick i'm not saying that it 100 works for everybody because obviously you never know but all i'm saying is i haven't been sick since i started taking it well and the science behind it is so cool armor colostrum strengthens all four layers of your gut wall where 80 percent of your immune cells are housed and it's a rich exclusive source of antibodies that optimize your immune defense during cold and flu season plus in clinical trials bovine colostrum was found to be at least three times more effective than the flu vaccine at preventing the flu we've worked out a special offer for our audience receive 15% off your first order. Go to tryarmra.com slash husband or enter husband to get 15% off your first order. Again, that's T-R-Y-A-R-M-R-A dot com slash husband. So the same two salesmen that stopped by at the farmhouse a couple days earlier stopped by at the neighbor's house, Lorenz Schlottenbauer's house, and mentioned that the quietness that they had experienced at the farm. Lorenz, feeling suspicious at this point, noticing that, okay, I know we've seen smoke, and I, I but like it's been a couple days, like I think it was like almost a week now, and no one's seen actually them. Mm-hmm. So he gathered two other neighbors together and walked the short distance to the farm to check on the family. When the search party showed up to the farm, they found that the main house was locked. 
So they went to the barn, knowing that they could get into the main house through the stalls. As they walked through the barn, they noticed a foot sticking out of a pile of hay that was in the corner. No way. Lorenz, completely unbothered, uncovered the foot and discovered Andreas' body. Upon further searching in the hay, he also uncovered the bodies of Casilia Sr., Victoria, and Casilia Jr. So wow. four, all four of them were dead. So all of them were dead. Covered up in the hay in the barn. But... That's confusing, right? Because the animals and everything were still being taken care of. Mm-hmm. Okay. So realizing once discovering them that little two-year-old Joseph wasn't with them in the barn, the trio went through the stalls and into the farmhouse. So apparently, like the farm connect the farm connected to the farmhouse, and if you went through the stalls, you could get in through a door that went to the kitchen of okay. the farmhouse. So they go in and they walk straight up to Victoria's room, and they find that Joseph was dead in his crib. He, too, had been covered up, but not with hay, with one of Victoria's dresses. Okay, so every single person in the family has now been killed, correct? Yes. Okay, I just want to make sure I got that Keep right. Keep in mind, Lorenz that's found them is also the dad that's written on the birth certificate. Yeah. So, unaware that the family had hired a new maid that night, Lorenz was surprised when he, upon further searching the house, comes across Maria Bumgartner's body... And it too had been covered up this oh, time with bed sheets. So she was dead in there too? Mm-hmm. On her first night being hired. Wow. And her, her sis- first night sleeping there. What sucks is her sister's going to come back and see mm-hmm. that she's dead as well. Yeah. Man. And I I mean, maybe, like the sister obviously didn't come back. So maybe she didn't actually work at the farm every single day. I just know that night she had been there with her. Yeah. So Lorenz offers to stay at the house while the other two neighbors go run to the police because you don't have cell phones or anything. And so they had to actually run into town to get the police. So once the police showed, they quickly called in more advanced police from Munich. Uh, this type of brutal murder, especially in the midst of World War One, was completely overwhelming and devastating mm. to this small town. So the cops were like, yeah, yeah we, I we can. Imagine. So they called in the Munich police, which were a little bit more advanced. All the 30 going on and... The Munich police took five photos at the crime scene that you can s- still go back and see. And this is in 1922. And so that's crazy because back in that day, they didn't take photos at crime Yeah, I was going to say so. Five photos is probably a lot. Yeah, because it's crazy now because they record like Everything. on video and then they take hundreds, even thousands of pictures now at crime scenes, depending on wow. what the scene is. Okay. Yeah. So when they... Wrapped up at the house, the police assumed that maybe this was just a robbery gone bad. The autopsy confirmed that all the victims had been killed with a mattock, which is basically a pickaxe. This was truly a slaughter. Every single person in that family was killed with an axe. Oh, I'm just trying to think because, oh, I don't know. I mean, there's five of them. I'm surprised that he was able to kill all five of them, right? Exactly. So the police think that too. Okay. So, Kazilia the Elder had signs of strangulation and seven blows to the head. Andreas had been attacked to the face. So, so Kazilia was to the back of the head. Andreas was to the front of the face. Victoria's skull had nine wounds and her face had been hit with a blunt object. I'm thinking maybe the handle of the pickaxe because it like wasn't the axe itself. It was a blunt. It sounds like every single one of them was hit. Multiple, yeah. multiple times. Kazilia Jr., the seven-year-old, she had been sliced in the jaw and the neck. Okay. Well, Jeez. I know. 
While the older victims died instantly from their severe wounds, the doctor concluded that seven-year-old Kazilia most likely fell down after being struck near her family's dead bodies and then actually died several hours later from shock. She laid there still alive because her wounds weren't fatal and laid next to her dead family members for seven hours. And the only reason they know this is because they found clumps of hair in her hands, concluding that she was in so much shock or stress or like in such Uh a bad place that she started ripping out her own hair. Oh, that makes me sick. That's sad. So Maria, the maid, had also been hit in the head, the back of the head. Uh And Joseph, the two-year-old boy, was hit in the face. I find this weird because when predators normally cover their victims up after they kill them, it usually means that they're showing signs of remorse or Uh inability to face what they've done. So for the killer to not care which way his victim was facing when he hit them with a pickaxe is strange to me because he couldn't look at the victims after he had done it. But during even to a two-year-old, he didn't care that it was their face that he was yeah, shoving an axe that into. That makes sense. So, like normally I would think they would turn him around, right? Flip the baby over because you don't want to look at the face. Like destroying someone's face. Yeah. So my initial response would be it must be someone that's angry at them. That's like, mm-hmm. that's really upset Th- that with That knows them, right? That's yep. what a lot of people think. So my Peyton's conclusions on this is that maybe there were two people, one who did the killing and then one who cleaned it up. Because then they put, okay. Because then that would make, if they didn't actually do the killing, they might actually, okay, I'm going to cover them up with yep. the hay. They were all lined up in a line covered in hay and I'm going to cover the maid and I'm going to cover the two-year-old. Because the the killings don't seem remorseful. Yeah, they don't they don't show like the fact that they didn't care if someone was if they were destroying someone's face doesn't show remorse to me. Okay, that makes sense. And granted, I'm sure there's exceptions in I know. in certain murders. Yeah. But yep, that totally makes yeah. sense. The police also conclude that it looks as if each family member had been lured to the barn one by one, like you said. Okay, How could that on, have been? I swear, all these are like movies, or <laughs> not all these, but there's another one that's. It seems like these murders that are older are mm-hmm. more movie-ish, mm-hmm. if that makes sense to and anybody. And I think some some part in that is that the stories get exaggerated as the time true. goes on, right? True, true, true. Yeah. But, I mean, so the police are sitting here going, there was no defensive wounds displayed on any of the family members, which means not one of them fought back. But with an axe, how did he kill four people without one of them fighting back? So they think in their head, for sure, they were lured one by one out of the house to the barn. Which would make sense. To be slaughtered. Because yep. there's no way, unless there was more than one killer. Mm. Or there was more than one person there. Okay, yep. So the kids' wounds also showed no remorse. They were just they were hit just as hard, if not harder, than the adults. That's horrible. I know, which also makes me think that they knew them. Because it kind of feels like that's an attack against Victoria. To me. And what kind of surprises me, though, is why the maid's dead. I mean, maybe it's just because they didn't want her to tell anybody, right? You're literally saying every single thing that the cops are thinking. Yeah. Man, maybe I'm a detective at heart. (laughs) 
All right, you guys, Audible is your one-stop app for all things audio entertainment, from bestsellers and the latest releases to celebrity memoirs and gripping mysteries. Audible's library is brimming with countless genres to love and new discoveries to make. Dive into an unparalleled selection of audiobooks and explore exclusive Audible originals brought to life by top celebrities, renowned experts, and fresh voices. As an Audible member, you can choose one title a month to keep from their entire catalog in including the latest bestsellers and new releases. Plus, you can enjoy unlimited access to a growing selection of audiobooks, Audible originals, and podcasts such as Murder With My Husband. Honestly, I love Audible because I will get into a story while I'm cleaning or driving. Sometimes I get so hooked listening to a story, I just end up finding new places to clean or just end up sitting in my car, which drives Garrett nuts, but I'm out there sitting there. New members can explore Audible free for 30 days. Also this March through May, the Audible sweep you into a realm of intrigue and suspense with their mystery and thriller collection, featuring exclusive new thrillers from their best-selling authors. Their selection is designed to captivate and surprise ensuring your heart rate remains as elevated as your imagination. New members can try Audible for free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash MWMH or text MWMH to 500-500. That's audible.com slash MWMH or text MWMH to 500-500. So the the pickaxe that was used was found much later in the floorboards of the house and it matched all of the wounds. So they did end up finding the murder weapon. Okay. The initial report... Oh, what? Which, sorry... Babe, to interrupt, which is weird, too, that the murder weapon is there. Because why wouldn't... Okay, I'm just going to keep listening. Go ahead. So the initial report of robbery made less and less sense as the investigation went on. There were very valuable things left in the farmhouse, and the only room that looked like it had even been picked through at all was Victoria's. Okay. So at first they concluded robbery, but then as the investigation goes on, they're like... Feels a little bit more personal than robbery. Yeah. Police think that whoever had committed the murders knew the family. They came to this conclusion after discovering that the suspect had stayed and lived in the house for almost four days after the murder. They had taken care of the animals. They had done the farm chores. They had started fires in the fireplace, etc. They knew. That's right. Etc. Etc. They knew whoever did the killings knew their way around the farm and what to do. Yeah. Which makes you feel like, okay, they knew the family because they knew that the cows needed fed at this time. They knew that this needed to happen, you know? Exactly. hundred percent. And it's also weird that someone would stay and live there for four days. Yeah. So some people debunk this theory though, stating that if it was someone local who knew the family, four days would be way too long to come up with an alibi. That's true. Like if you're missing for four days and you're a local resident, people would have known. I also was thinking about if someone was really living there, I feel like they could have just answered the door when the people were there and said, hey, I'm just filling in or Mm -hmm. I don't know, whatever it is, to try to make it last longer. One thing I thought about that I couldn't find in any of the sources was why didn't they bring the melon? Yeah, exactly. It almost feels to me like they weren't trying to like make an alibi for the family. No. Like they weren't trying to cover up nope. like, Oh, I'm going to start a fire. So people think the family's still here. I think they were like truly just living there. Yeah. Like, I think they just didn't have anywhere to go. I mean, whoever did it, they obviously sound a little crazy. So I'm sure yeah. they didn't care about the whole alibi situation, yeah. but exactly the mail answering the door, mm-hmm. all of that. Another thing that could debunk the, they knew them thing is that they also find the fact that they covered Maria up 
as well would be contradictory if they knew the family because mm. they wouldn't have known her. So why would they ha there have been remorse there? I'm not sure about these theories. This is just what's scooting around. So I'm just letting people know. Yeah. Upon further investigation, police found evidence of some strange happenings that had actually occurred before the murders. Andreas had told neighbors days before the murder that upon arriving home, the family had found fresh footprints in the snow that led from the forest, I think it's the witch forest, that led from the witch forest to the house, but no footsteps retreating back to the forest. So they come Whoa. home, the whole family comes home, right, from I don't know what they're doing, maybe eating it, yeah. Red Robin or something. And then they come home and, the, and they're like, oh, look at those footprints. They're coming from the forest to the house and there's no footprints that leave. So they search the house and they don't find anything. Yeah, that's weird. They also said that the reason they needed to hire a new maid was because the old maid that had, that had been doing all of their stuff quit right before the murders after claiming that the house was haunted and that she could hear voices coming from the walls. Oh, man. No way. They had also heard footsteps in the attic, but every time they would go up and check, they could never find anything. Andreas also claimed to have found a newspaper in the farmhouse that he didn't buy. And their second set of keys to their property had gone missing days before the murder. This sounds like a horror movie. Just so everyone knows, I hate... Hate, hate, hate scary movies. Yeah. I just don't, I don't enjoy them. I don't really love them either, but I don't mind watching them as much as Garrett does. He won't watch them. Yeah. Um, the key thing matters because the pickaxe used in the murder was actually locked up in the tool shed that those keys would have needed to open. Oh, so these keys go missing and then the okay. murder weapon is actually locked in. But these keys go missing days before they're murdered. How do you know that? Because Andreas told the neighbors. Oh, got it. Okay. So all of these facts mean that most likely whoever did the killings had actually been living in the attic of the house for at least six months if you go as far back to the old maid's accounts of the haunting. I was going to say maybe it was Andreas, but if they think that someone wasn't, there's, there's no way it could have been him. Mm -hmm. And Oh, so they did, they do, they go, maybe it's like a murder-suicide, right? Like maybe he killed his whole family and then suicide. Yep. But they discover that all of the wounds on every single one of them could not have been self-inflicted with the pickaxe. Oh, okay, got it. So they rule that out pretty fast. Okay. But they do think, after going through all this, that... Whoever had done the killings lived in the house for four days after, but also lived in the house for months beforehand that's, without them knowing. So creepy. That is like my biggest fear. It's so my creepy. My biggest fear. So more than 100 suspects were questioned after like they finished looking through all of the evidence. And they even questioned the teenagers that the cyclist ran into that night. They questioned like everybody basically. Yep. Police checked out every rumor and suspicion that rang through the town after the brutal murders. One of the most popular theories that seems pretty out there to me is the theory that Victoria's original husband and father to Kazilia Jr., who had passed while serving in the war, had actually not died and had come back for vengeance after hearing about Victoria's second baby with either her father or Lorenz. Okay. So he, being presumed dead, lived in their attic for months because no one thought he was missing. Like, he was just... But didn't you say they went and checked the attic? Yeah. So, I, wouldn't you see somebody in there, right? I mean, I don't know, unless he was hiding. Yeah, I guess, but I feel like... I mean, like the farm was kind of big. 
like the pictures it was kind of big so i feel like their attic was probably bigger than most okay okay interesting like people actually were didn't love the family because sh- the wife had inherited that from the 70 year old kazila kazila senior had inherited it from her husband who had passed and it actually like was one of the nicest houses like making them oh, have the most money but the they people. actually weren't like successful before that okay got it so people were just a little jealous yeah okay so people think that he being presumed dead lived in their attic waiting until the perfect day to strike he would also stay after and take care of the things because he had nowhere to go and he knew all of their daily like routines so weird so and he would also have had remorse yeah and covered up so to combat this theory Police searched around his German site that he served in the war in and found actual statements from his fellow soldiers that claimed to have actually witnessed his death, saying that he had stood on a mine and lots of men had seen him die. Therefore, the police are pretty sure he's dead and that it wasn't him. Okay. The next theory that was suggested by many people and even the police after reviewing his behavior at the farm is that Lorenz Schlittenbauer was I'm like really good at saying that name, I feel like, was the killer. He was the potential father of baby Joseph, and if not, he had lied about it for her at times. He also wanted to marry Victoria at one point, but couldn't because of Andreas. It might have been that Victoria and Andreas were in love and using Lorenz as a cover, which would have triggered him, or that Victoria and Lorenz were in love, but she had chosen to keep her father happy over following their dreams of love, and so this also could have triggered him. Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised they didn't consider... Lorenz earlier they did okay they did consider him pretty fast because I feel like he'd be one of the first people that yes. are like okay we need to see if it's yes. this guy because Lorenz had also tried to report their incest again after Joseph was born oh okay. he went to the police yep. claiming that they hadn't stopped after they had served their time in and prison and then they now actually bore a baby out of it but it didn't go anywhere like they didn't get arrested again or anything. and that's why there was the rumors of yeah her paying him off yes and, mm-hmm. okay so stories around town surfaced that Victoria was talking about suing Lorenz for child support for Joseph before the murder. And that because his name was on the birth certificate, he owed us money. And I mean, I'm oh. going to be honest. I've seen brutal murders for less motive than that. Yeah. So Possible. in the police theories, Lorenz was one of the people to find the bodies and he moved them all extensively. Like he pulled them all out of the hay And when they asked him why he had done that, he said that he was looking for his son, the two-year-old, Joseph. The son that he claimed multiple times wasn't even his son. Wasn't with Lorenz, wasn't Lorenz with two other people though? And both of those people went to the police and said that they think he did it. That's how strange he was acting. Okay. And he also like showed no repulsion at the scene. Like a lot of people that went in couldn't, I mean, it was a, okay, you, you got, killed by a pickaxe like yeah they said there was brain matter all over the like well there were six people dead yeah and he was like no biggie getting his hands all dirty in it like no repulsion on his face and remember that is not a good way to dictate whether someone is guilty or not you never know how someone's going to react in trauma but people still do it and so do the cops and so like that was something that weirded people out thinking if he did it he'd already seen it and so he wasn't that repulsed by it and my thoughts personal thoughts didn't read this he only lived like a little bit a ways so for Mm -hmm. him to come back and make it look like the family was there by feeding the 
you know, like he could have come back and started the fire. He could have easily, he lived right down the street. I still, I still, as much as it's kind of weird that the other people he was with think that he did it. It's still a little strange to me that he was able to kill all of them with just no defense. That doesn't make any sense. That's He's the hard been a part. suspect for many years, but he was never convicted of the murder. It makes sense why this is. There's so many theories behind everything because there's so many loopholes. Yeah, the last theory is that it was someone that the family didn't know who came across the barn and for whatever reason chose the family to ambush. It's just a random act of killing, which is the scariest thing out there. Yep. So there were actually some similar crimes that occurred between 1919 and 1922, close enough to the family's farm. But this information wasn't actually discovered by police. Police didn't make this connection. But internet sleuths later on, like in more recent years, have gone through German articles and linked the cases. Wow. Like, oh, only 10 miles away, there was two people brutally murdered in their home with no strings attached. So then, like, it might oh. it might be just a serial killer. Mm-hmm. And my heart goes out to those internet sleuths. That is so cool. Yeah, that's awesome. They made those connections. Yeah. So, this murder has never been solved. Dang. And I'm sorry. I know people hate that. Yeah. Um, but this case has actually been reopened many, many times. And the last attempt confirmed was by a group of new police who claim that they actually have evidence now of who the murderer is, but they refuse to release the information because the suspect has since passed. He's no longer alive. And they're trying to save the family members who still live in the town and who are alive from harassment which i actually do respect like make it make sense unless there's her other family members but there's no living family members who need or i don't know but who are coming for family members are killing other people yes they might not even know that they did it family member did and so i get i guess they they haven't like um cleared the case as solved it's not solved in their records Mm -hmm. but they say they know who did it and that He's since he or she, I guess, has since passed, and they're not going to tell anyone who it was. That's an interesting one. I don't think I can form an opinion on who did it because there's just too many loopholes. I know. At least anyone in the story. I just don't. I know. I that's don't know. that's exactly how I feel. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know what happened the night of March 31st, 1922. I'm sure that there has been exaggeration on the details over the years, but it doesn't take away the fact that. That night was a brutal night. Yeah. I truly don't have an inkling on who I think did it, which is rare. Normally, I feel like I know. Uh-huh. Um, I feel like it might have been random because, uh, it just, like you said, there's just so many loopholes. Um, whatever it was, though, Andreas Casilia Sr., Victoria Casilia Jr., and Joseph and Maria did not deserve what happened to them that night. And that is the Hinterkaifeck murders. Wow, that was a crazy one. I know. And unsolved. Yeah, that was... That was I just think it's so strange that someone stayed taking yeah, care. Yeah, I don't like thinking about that. That's so scary. Like, Kate, how scary is this? So remember the repairman uh-huh. that went? So he was working in a shed that was attached to the barn. Like, I looked at a picture of it. Yep. And he walked out of the shed and back around, and the barn door was now closed. So he walked past the barn... With them sitting in the hay dead, and someone, while he was repairing, came out and closed the barn door and tied the dog up and then went back inside. This is so weird. It just seems all so 
like freaky you know what i'm saying like was it one of the witches or was it i don't know witches for it yeah you know what i'm saying it's just no witches aren't bad but you know what i'm saying I like know it just saying. seemed almost it's weird. horror movie-ish yeah. like mm-hmm. yeah, that's creepy i know i just i can't imagine that repairman after figuring out oh crap yeah I'm gonna they get, were all dead i'm gonna get out of here and so yeah and i he worked in there for like a long time that's freaky. with the whoever killed in the house right next to him easily easily could have taken care of mm-hmm. him yeah yeah i know that's crazy and honestly if lorenz did it he he did a good job covered it up covering it up even now i mean he was suspected but like he didn't leave any evidence to show that it was him yeah. They, there were no fingerprints on the pickaxe which i think is very strange for 1922 because it's only more recently that people have realized the amount of dna you leave at an at a crime scene. So for a crime scene to have absolutely no DNA is kind of crazy. And not only was there no fingerprints, wouldn't you have just taken the pickaxe and... Well, I think they lived, they stayed there after, so they just put it in oh, the floorboards. That's right. Oh, oh, I forgot to tell you. The house was, after they like cleared the crime scene and everything, they like demolished the house. Oh, really? They tore it down and that's when they found the pickaxe. Because they tore the house oh. down and they uncovered it in the floorboards. So they did try to hide the pickaxe, mm-hmm. but in the floorboards. I know. Yeah. So they actually the house is now demolished and there's just a little memorial for the family. That's so strange there. that yeah. they would try to hide it in the floorboards. I know. Huh. Yeah. Kind of crazy. Yeah. Kind of crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we are heading back to our place of living this week, coming out of quarantine. To our place of living. <laughs> what do you want to call it? <laughs> to our home? <laughs> to our home. To our house. Yeah, we're heading back, so we're gonna keep doing every Wednesday and every Sunday. Yep. It is a lot, but you know what? We're gonna Okay. I say that, but my wife's the one doing all the <laughs> research and stuff <laughs> and editing the podcast. And also, speaking of research, if you guys have any murders that you want me to cover that you've either heard and you want to hear Garrett's opinion on or you just want me to cover it, please, please, please send them to me. You can email us. Our email link is in our bio. You can just comment it. You can DM me, slide in those DMs because (laughs) sometimes I'm going to be honest, like I'm pretty picky about the murders I've been doing. I want them to be a good story, which is probably why Garrett's like, oh, these are always like a movie because I'm trying to find murders that are like that. And so it kind of does take me a long time to find a murder that yep. I think is good enough to cover. And so if you have one, please let me know. Yes, and send it our way. Yeah. Or her way. Yeah. <laughs> and follow us on social media. We're at Murder With My Husband on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And I think that's it. I love it. And I hate it. Goodbye. Thank you.